This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women and addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here, and I have been sober since December 2nd of 2012. And I'm excited to be back with you with another episode today. Our episode title today is Every 28 Days. And if you're a woman listening to this, I'm assuming that every 28 days kind of triggered something in your head and you're like, oh man, she's going to talk about like menstrual cycles, about periods. And I am a little bit, a little bit. If you're a man, maybe that didn't trigger something for you when you saw that title every 28 days. But I encourage you to hang on and listen because I've got some information I want to share with you today, some experiences of the of mine that I'd like to share with you today. And, uh, and I promise that it's not going to be all about cycles. I mean, well, it is actually, it is, it's going to be all about cycles, but I promise it's not going to all be about periods or menstrual cycles. That's my promise to you. So today's episode. So here's what prompted this episode, this thought I had and uh, what I wanted to share with you today. And we'll start with kind of telling you what prompted this and then go from there. So about four days ago, I started my period. That's what prompted this. And it was one of the first times for a while that I wasn't quite expecting it. Like I wasn't quite prepared for that, you know. It was just a couple of days early and I wasn't just really ready for that. And uh, and I had this thought that, wow, I wasn't ready for that. What's Where's my mind been? But it kind of re- triggered and reminded me of some things that happened for me early on in recovery. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today because, you know, I started my period young. I started when I was 10. I didn't get a whole lot of information from my family or anyone else about my period. Actually, I got like zero information. I, my parents opted me out of, you know, sexual education and maturation classes, which I'm totally fine with. You can opt your children out of those if you want, as long as you teach them something, as long as you tell them something, don't opt them out and then leave them clueless because that was my experience. Um, I was opted out of all those maturation classes and all those sex ed classes when I was in elementary school, even in junior high school and even in high school. I was opted out of all of those things. However, my parents kind of left a hole for me in learning about these things for me, for myself. I remember when I first started my period my mom handed me this little booklet. It was called Julie's Story. And I can still remember the cover of the booklet. I don't know if that's me having a good memory or if that's me being traumatized by this little booklet. I don't know. But anyway, it had this picture of this uh, cute little girl on it, right? She had long brown hair. And uh, it was like had a big pink frame that went around this picture. And it said Julie's Story. And I I don't remember if there was a plot at all to this book or story, if it was just an informational packet or I don't remember anything except some of the pictures. I do remember that. 
And I remember that it gave me some basic information about uh, what a menstrual cycle was or what my period was. And that, my friends, was the extent of the information that I received. I took that pack to my mom and I said, okay, I've read it. And she said, do you have any questions? And I said, no. And she said, okay, well, let me know if you do. And that was it. That was it. That was all the information that I got. I could tell you stories about that whole thing for days, but that's not the point of this podcast. So let's get to the point here, okay? The point is that my body goes through a cycle, right? And uh, for a female, we go through a, we call it a menstrual cycle. It happens every 28-ish days. Every woman's a little different, but we go through a cycle. And this happened to me, like I said, about four days ago, I started my cycle and, um, and it reminded me of some things. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. It reminded me of early on in recovery, early on in recovery. I have a, you know, I have a 12 step uh, fellowship book. And in the beginning, at the very beginning of the book, I wrote down every single sobriety date I had in my first six months, probably six to seven months in recovery. Um, I relapsed nearly every 30 days. If you look at these dates, they're almost 30 days apart, right? They're a little bit less or maybe a few days more, but almost 30 days apart for the first five, six months. And I could not figure out for the life of me why I could not get past that 30-day hump. Like, why could I not get past that and stay sober? It took me some time. I remember when I determined that I was going to get past the 30 days. I determined that I was going to be incredibly vigilant and work really hard to make sure that I got past those 30 days. And it was the probably one of the first times in my life that I started to really notice that there were physical changes happening for me around that 30-day mark. Um, my body, I'm, I'm just going to be really honest here. Um, my body was screaming for sex is basically what was going on. And it took me some time to figure out that there, that there was some physical issues going on here because it was around that time that I was ovulating that I would lose my sobriety. But I hadn't connected that before. I hadn't connected that there was something physical going on with, with why I was losing my sobriety. When I figured that out, when I made those connections by being super vigilant, by tracking a number of things, I made that connection that, oh, there's something bigger here. There is something bigger beyond just, you know, what I felt was like my lack of willpower or what I felt was maybe just my lack of a, of a solid program, right? There was something bigger going on here that I wasn't paying attention to, and that was my body. I feel like in addiction, we're told, I mean, we're not told, hang on, let me back up there. I feel like the stigmas around addiction tell us that addiction um, is a mental problem, that it's a mental health problem that, and I, and it is, I'm not disagreeing with that, um, that there is a lot of uh, ment mental problems that you have to work through, uh, that you have a weak character, that there are just a lot of stigmas and shame around addiction that have to do with our own personality and our mental health. What we're missing in that model is the fact that we have a physical body, 
and that everything in our world that's physical, every plant, everything that you can see, everything in our world that's physical goes through cycles, right? Maybe you don't, maybe not, right? (laughs) Everything in our world goes through cycles. We here in Salt Lake City where I live, it's just starting to be spring. And we're starting to see those, you know, new buds and new plants and things like that. And as I was driving to work yesterday, I was thinking about the cycle of the earth, you know, that we go through seasons, that we, we go through years, that things turn over, that we have different cycles that we follow, that plants have cycles, animals have cycles, migration cycles, whatever it is. We have so many cycles. And then when I was at work yesterday, one of the women was talking about how our enrollment in certain classes are down and another person came back and said, well, that's just part of the cycle. Like we go through these cycles with enrollment and they cycle up and down and this is how we prepare for that and explaining kind of that cycle. And it reminded me as I, you know, have gone through this kind of thing this last week, everything in our world cycles, nearly everything in our world cycles. That includes us. We cycle our physical bodies cycle, our mental health cycles, our emotional health cycle, we cycle. And again, as I was reminded about that four days ago, when I started my own period, I was thinking, how many periods have I had in my life? So I started when I was 10, I'm 41, you know, let's say 30 ish years, 12 cycles a year about I mean, we're talking like 360 cycles, right? That's a lot of cycles, by the way. That's a lot of feminine products that I have paid money for throughout this year, throughout my life. Anyway, back to the point here. We cycle, everything cycles. When I figured that out around my own sobriety, that my physical body was going to cycle and that that was going to affect my sobriety, I started doing some things to help myself. First of all, there was just this greater awareness around cycles that my physical body was going to cycle. And I knew, and I started to track it. I downloaded some apps, a fertility app particularly, to help me start to track this cycle. Because I knew that this was going to happen whether I wanted it to or not. I was powerless over my cycle, right? And I knew that I could do things about it. Like I wasn't helpless. I was powerless, but not helpless. So I downloaded a fertility app and I started to track my cycle. I started to track symptoms too. This one had a symptom tracker. But the thing that I loved most about this particular app was the fact that three days before I was supposed to cycle, it would email me and tell me, haha, you're going to cycle. And just that much of a warning was enough to prepare me to know that I needed to be more vigilant during that period of time. Now, the fertility app was telling me to have sex, right? Because When I ovulate, that's when I'm supposed to have sex so that I can get pregnant, which is what my body's designed to do. And so I had to, you know, take that. I wish I could change that text message, but it would send me these text messages about making sure that I'm having sex. So I'd have to kind of reverse that in my head and be like, okay, you're going to be super vigilant about things. So it was kind of a little reminder about that. But anyway, point being, I feel like I'm getting really distracted today. Sorry about that. Point being... This just three day notice was enough to get my mind in the right mind frame so that 
I could prepare for what was coming physically in my body. And then I had to figure out tools to get through that without relapsing, which I worked on and figured out some tools on how to make it through that ovulation period for me when my body is screaming to have sex so that I could get through and stay sober. And I did. I did. I still track my period because that is important to me to know about the cycles that are going through, that I'm going through. Now for me, that's a monthly cycle, right? All women out there, these are monthly cycles that we go through. Our body's designed to cycle because they're physical bodies. Just like everything in our physical world cycles, our bodies cycle too. Whether you're a man or a woman, your body cycles. Not only that, I've learned as I became aware of that monthly cycle that was happening, that I have other cycles that happen physically, emotionally, and mentally, even spiritually, I would say. Some of those cycles are regular, you know, every couple days, every week, every month. Maybe they're an annual cycle, something that happens annually. For me, I know spring is uh, a real triggering time for me. And I have to really be vigilant and careful about that. I have a lot of memories associated with that. Plus just the excitement of not being shut up inside in the snow and just a variety of things happen. And I have to be careful about a variety of cycles. But I've also learned that cycles can be longer than that. I think about Haley's Comet, right? So it's not something we talk about all the time. Why? Because the cycle's like 96 years, if I'm remembering correctly, that it's a long cycle. And some of us have longer cycles in our life. Something that happens every couple years, uh, something that happens every five years, could be a variety of things. So we could have daily cycles, things that happen daily, weekly, monthly, you know, just like our world, our bodies are physical and mimic that cycle pattern and behavior in our lives. So what exactly does that mean for us? For me, becoming aware of my cycles has been a long process. Again, it started at the beginning with just awareness over my physical monthly cycle that I go through as a woman. And then learning the ins and outs of that cycle when I'm going to feel a certain way, how to expect different things, the different symptoms that are going to show up, the different ways that I can be triggered during that cycle, just a variety of things that I needed to be aware of, symptoms. And then I had to learn the tools and strategies to get me through that cycle in a healthy way. I had to figure out a way to get through that cycle in a healthy way and stay sober. That that took me four or five months to go through that and kind of understand that. And actually, I would say it took me longer than that because it took me a number of months at the beginning to even become aware of that cycle and then a number of months to figure it out and work through it and gain tools and strategies that helped me to stay sober. Now, that's just one cycle in my life. Just one <laughs> just one cycle. I was talking to my therapist a couple weeks ago. We were talking about this concept that um, that we, a lot of times in recovery, we ignore, we can't ignore our physical bodies, particularly in addiction recovery. Because like I said, addiction has this stigma of being a mental health problem, which it is. Um, but it also includes, not but, and it also includes physical symptoms, 
trauma and things like that are part of physical healing. I love the SA White Book, one of the um, Sexaholics Anonymous, the White Book. There's a passage that they have titled The Solution, and it defines their solution to the problem of sex addiction. And the very first line, this is on page 202, the very first line says, we saw that our problem was threefold, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And that healing had to come about in all three. And I love that idea. When I was talking to my therapist about it, she said, you know, a lot of times we ignore our bodies because we're told in life, like mind over matter, right? If I just think it, I can make it so. <laughs> it reminds me of the music man. I don't know if you are familiar with that or seen that, but he has a, uh, a way of teaching music he calls the think process. And they don't actually practice their music or their instruments. They just think about it. They just think about the music and all of a sudden, you know, they're supposed to be able to play. Now, of course, that doesn't work. It doesn't work in the musical either. It doesn't work for us either. We can think about things all we want. The AA Big Book tells us that knowledge never was power. We can think things all we want, but we have to act in order to make change happen. And that happens with our cycles too, whatever those cycles are. I feel like I'm going through one, I've been through one the last little bit. My dad died in December of 2011. And just that pro, going through that cycle, uh, when December comes, when November comes and December comes and all those memories that come up and sometimes like the cold weather makes me remember things. My body has a memory and it cycles through those memories and events and things that have happened. And I have to work with my body in order to learn about the cycles of my life and learn tools and strategies on how to get through them. So again, what does this mean for us? It means we have to be really, really aware. We have to look at the patterns in our lives we have to look for patterns in our lives because some of the patterns are very obvious, but some of them aren't. Some of the things, you know, we know, we know at a certain time of the month or a certain time of the year, or even a certain time of the week, things are going to happen and that can be a good or a bad thing. And we have to look at those cycles, look for those patterns in our life and figure out what to do with them gain the awareness and then develop the tools on how to work through these cycles in our lives. Now, hopefully this has had you thinking about some of the cycles in your own life and you're starting to see or maybe gain some awareness about the patterns going on around you. Now, if you're a woman and you've got a monthly cycle that you need to start tracking and you need to start gaining some awareness on that, do it. Do it. It's totally worth it. And men, there is starting to be ample evidence for you as well that there are hormonal cycles that happen, physical cycles that happen with men on a monthly basis as well. So you can start developing kind of that awareness as well. When do I feel a certain way? What does my cycle look like? And then start to look either smaller, look for weekly or monthly cycles that your body goes through or go bigger. Or you could go bigger. Look for quarterly, seasonal, annual cycles that your body kind of goes through. 
it's important that we develop awareness around these cycles of our life. And to ignore them is to ignore your physical world that's going on around you and to ignore an important part of your healing. I feel like in some areas of my life, physically, I have developed great awareness. In some areas of my life, I'm just gaining that awareness um, around different cycles that my physical body goes through. Sleep cycles, dream cycles, different things that is really starting to come to light for me that I can address, work on some skills, and learn how to work through. It's important that we take our physical bodies along with us on this road of recovery. Recovery can't be strictly a spiritual or an emotional journey. It can't just be those two things. It has to include our physical body as well. Especially for those of us that are sex addicts, where sex is, is a, an important part of physicality in our lives. And so we have to take our body along with us into recovery and down this road of recovery that we want to work through. And the biggest piece of that awareness and that ability to take your body with you is to develop that awareness around the cycles in your life. Whether that's your period or whether that's something else, it's important to develop that kind of awareness around our physical body. So I hope that today you have thought about that. And like I said, you can start small. Start with just basic cycles that you see your physical body go through. If you don't have any cycles that you're aware of, start recording some symptoms. Start asking yourself, Get just learn what your body is saying to you. Start recording every day. What is my body saying to me today? What hurts today? How do I feel today? Just start recording those that information to gain some awareness around the cycles that your body is going through. This is something I'm really working on right now is my, I would say my physical body healing. And I've learned a lot of really great things recently as I've learned to pay attention to what my body is doing and what it's trying to say to me. And I'm grateful for those things. I feel like I'm learning awareness and I feel like I'm gaining that awareness. And I'm also learning some tools and strategies. And I'm grateful for that. So action items for today. Think about the physical cycles that are going on in your life. Spend some time trying to gain some awareness around those physical cycles. If you're female, I would say, you know, first look at your menstrual cycle. Look at that, gain some awareness, make sure that things are happening there in a way that works for you, that's healthy for you, that you're not dreading that cycle every month. Make sure that you can get through that cycle in a way that's helpful for you, that's healthy for you, and that you're gaining awareness around that. And then start to look for other physical cycles in your life as well. What does your body go through monthly? What does your body go through quarterly? What does your body go through annually? Look also smaller. What does your body go through on a weekly basis? What are your cycles there? I'm confident that as you gain more awareness around your own physical cycles, that you'll start to gain some additional physical healing. I have seen that true in my life and, I, and I'm confident that that can be true for you as well. As always, ladies, I hope that you remember that no matter what is going on in your life, 
No matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how you feel in this moment, you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. I know that. Keep up the fight. Don't forget, you can support Worth Recovery by being a Worth Warrior. Shout out to all our amazing Worth Warriors. If this podcast has helped you even just a little bit, if you think it's worth 50 cents, get online and join the movement. All the details are on the website, www.worthrecovery.com. I think about you, I pray for you, and I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.